Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just money. Stewardship is about taking care of the things in our life. And what is one of the most important things to take care of? Well, it's our, it's our kids. Stewarding parenting. And today we're going to be talking about stewarding in new parenthood. Yes. So I'm Daniel. I'm a parent. Grant? Yep, I'm a parent. Hi, Grant. You're a parent. You've got children. And we've invited another parent onto the podcast, Jeannie Boshma. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, You've been on before. I have. Yep. Uh, but since the last time you were on the podcast, you have started a new a new venture, a new business, uh, being a postpartum doula, mm-hmm. which is a thing I had never heard of before. <laughs> It was actually a new idea to me before I did it, too. When I first heard about it, I was like, wait, a what? Uh, No, I've started this, and it's like, you know, I'm in my 40s, and I finally found, like, I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. This is what I should be doing. So so what is it doing? So (laughs) postpartum doulas, we step in um, once mom and baby are home. Uh, Baby's been delivered. They get home, and then the parents look at each other like, oh, no, what do we do? Mm. What do we do with this this baby? Um, and that's when I step in. I get to show up usually within a few days of the baby coming home, and I get to mother the mother. Um, mm-hmm. That could be anything from education-based um, infant care, like teaching them, hey, this is how we bathe the baby. Teaching mm-hmm. dad, hey, you know what? Your Adam's apple gives the baby a really soothing hum, and this is how you can love the baby while mom's showering. Or I didn't it's, know about that. Yeah. It's giving the mom time to shower. It's giving, yeah. you know, making meals. It could be... I mean, I, there's, it's, it varies from day to day, even from the same client. I could see them two days in a row and do a completely different, you know, set of tasks with them or for them. That's yeah. great. And and as I heard you say, mother the mother, I f- and you just said, oh, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Totally fits you. Uh, your time at stewardship was filled with uh, being an amazing servant. You found needs. You filled it. You were never scared of anything. You stepped in and you just did whatever. Um, and obviously we talked about you know, this new career for you as you transitioned out of your time here at Stewardship. And it was exciting to hear about because I knew like, oh, man, this is going to be really cool. But again, when I hear you say that you're going to mother the mother, that to me is like, wow, that's genie. Like this is yeah. really, really cool. So I'm excited to have this conversation because, yeah, we want to be a good steward of being a parent. But specifically, we want to be a, a, a have a conversation of, of, of being a good steward of new parents. And that doesn't matter if you're having your first child or you had your 10th child, you're becoming a new parent again. And, and there's always stuff that you have to figure out. There's always things that you need to be a good steward of. Daniel, you are the newest parent, I think, of the three of us. In the room, yeah. Yeah. So what was that like when you had you and Heather had, had Ola? Yeah. Uh, it was crazy because they just send you home with the baby. And we... We had Olive at a birth center, so it was even less of like an official <laughs> sending home than a hospital. They just they were just like, "All right, see see you later." Yeah. And and they made sure she was you know buckled into the car seat right. But that was the last time they checked on her well being for that day. <laughs> yep. They did call us and stuff, and and they they followed up. They were great, but uh, it, it was us. We were in charge of her. Now mm. we had this life that we were responsible for, and my wife was amazing, and she. She had already done all the learning and everything, but, you know, I still felt like a kid myself. <laughs> and so uh, maybe I should have had a postpartum doula for, <laughs> for me, but obviously the mother is the one who's in more need. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. It's a crazy time. 
Yeah. One of my favorite parts is actually t- stepping in and teaching dad, hmm. this is how you can take care of the baby. Yeah. So mom can get rest. Or this is this is a role you can take. You can take on all the baths. Hmm. You know, it's going to yeah. actually, if mom has had a C-section, it's going to be hard for her to bend over anyways. Hmm. So yeah. how about I teach you how to do this? So teaching the dads is one of my favorite things. That's right. Yeah, because w- when you have a child, there's new things that you're trying to figure out and learn, not just yeah. how to be a dad, but how to care for a child. But I- even if you've had other childs, it's like, how do I care for this new baby while still caring for the other children? And, and how yeah. do I care for my spouse uh, who's going through things emotionally and mm-hmm. physically and, and all of the things they go through? It seems to be a different reaction with each child. So how, how can we be a good steward of that? And as I think through my time of of going through those things with my wife, with my children, I think about this one word that helped us get through it all, and that is support. Mm -hmm. We had support, and we had an amazing support system from um, parents to brothers and sisters to really great friends. Um, I am blessed with a huge, amazing community of awesome people that have come around and come alongside us and even lived with us for a period of time while each of our children or kind of being introduced into the world to help us make sure we're being a good steward of this situation. They gave us that support. And specifically in this episode, what I'd like to do is help people discover three specific areas that they know they're going to need support for. And with Jeannie's expertise, we'll be able to give some examples of what that looks like so that you can prepare to make sure that you have those that support system laid out for you maybe before baby comes, or maybe you just had baby and now you can start seeking that specific support. Because if you can get support in these three areas, it'll be a game changer for you as you're stewarding this situation. Yeah. And, and we had support as well. I think both, both of you guys brought us or sent us dinners Mm -hmm. more than once. Um, And we had the support of the stewardship family, which was incredible. We had the support of our families, Thankfully, both of our parents live in town, and so people were able to come by and and help us. But yeah, support is invaluable. You just can't. Yeah, you can't can't do it without support. <laughs> yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeannie, but like, if if there's just one word or one thing that parents can focus on when new baby is entered into the world, if they're able to get that support, it's going to help them win a whole lot easier. Oh, for sure. As a whole. America's kind of missing the boat on this. Hmm. Um, in other countries, I've learned a lot about, you know, mom is expected to stay in bed for 30 days. Wow. Mom is expected to stay in bed for three months. Mom, you know, and the community steps in and they take care of older kids and they bring meals and they um, give mom time to figure out the new baby, to mm-hmm. heal, to bond with the baby. Mm. Um, as, a, as a, you know, as Americans, we're told, okay, well, your, your um, maternity leave is done. So you're, you should be bounced back, right? If I found a daycare, you should, or whatever you're doing, come on, why are you not serving again? Why are you, can, yeah. can't you help me with this now? Yeah. And as a, as a, as a whole, America, we're kind of missing the boat. Mm. I also had a great support system. Um, but I can see even in my story where I'm like, well, but that would have been nice to have somebody who can yeah. step in and do the extra things that, yeah, I was trying to juggle a lot. Yeah. And whether that is support from your immediate family, extended family, friends, church community, work family, uh, or even if it's hiring somebody like Jeannie to come in and be that support, um, we want to help you figure out what you should be focusing on in that support uh, so that you have these practical examples to pursue to help you be a better steward of being a, a new parent. 
Yeah, and if you're listening and you aren't having kids anytime soon, or you've already done all that, then then I want you to listen with with the heart of how can you offer support to people you know mm-hmm. who are about to go on this journey. Because um, so this episode is for everybody, because yep. we all know people who have babies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Look, you've got one job over here and another opportunity over there. Which is better? These are the three things that you need to consider prior to taking a new job. Affirmation, freedom, and purpose. Affirmation, are you being affirmed at work? Are you being told when you're doing things right, when you're doing things wrong? Are you being built up and are people teaching you how to get better at a craft? Are you being affirmed? Second thing, freedom. Does your job take away freedom or does it add autonomy in a sense? of freedom to your life. Those things are a big deal. Now, the third thing and the most important thing is purpose. When you go to work, are you making the world a better place? Are you genuinely having a sense that you're helping somebody somewhere with the product and service that you're working in? And do you get to do that with a group of people together? Is there a purpose that you're unified around? Those are the three things that you should consider when thinking about taking a new job. Okay, so we are are here as parents, but we have an expert who is here and has had the opportunity to serve and love families, specifically mother the mothers, um, as a postpartum doula. And before we even you know hit record on this conversation, we were able to talk about kind of these three things that we think people should be focusing on for support. And I'm man, I love what you said for the first one, Jeannie. You said moms need support to heal. Wow. Like heal. I, I, that is just a word that we need support with to, to focus on, to mm-hmm. help the, the mother heal. How, how can we do this and why is this important? Yeah. I, this is one of my favorite ways to serve a family because the moms are up all night or, mm. you know, up and down. They're trying to figure mm. out this new baby who they don't know. Her nervous system is a mess. The baby's nervous system is a mess. Physically, she just delivered a baby and her nutrients are completely depleted. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, so many ways. So some of the key things to help her heal are hydration. If I'm at a house with a mom, I'm kind of following around going, have you had any water today? Can I fill your water cup? (laughs) Mm -hmm. She needs that, especially if she's breastfeeding, even more so. Mm -hmm. Um, But just staying hydrated is huge. Nutritious food. Um, And it's interesting. As I've been learning more and more about this, it's not necessarily salads. You want vegetables, but you actually need to serve moms warming foods. Because if her body's trying to Mm. warm something up and absorb the nutrients, it's going to be way harder for her body to do that. So no salads and smoothies. Wow. We need to get her stews, soups, bone broth, things yes. like that. Um, giving her time to rest, giving her a chance to be like, you know what, I'm going to go do your laundry. Um, you you want to take the baby and take a nap? Or how about I take the baby and take a shower? And you can be on your own again and, and kind of be an individual human, not necessarily just a mom. Um, for her mental state, that helps her just get back to where she was prior to this baby who's all of a sudden needing so much of her. Um, yeah, because there's not just physical healing needed from right. labor, but there's mental, emotional. There's a lot. There's a lot of traumatic hormones. birth stories, too, that, yeah. hey, let me talk to me about your birth story. How did it go? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not traumatic. Sometimes it's exactly what they wanted. But more often than not, they're like, you know, this happened, and I was really disappointed with this, and just talking it out with somebody. They, they need that. They need a space, a safe space to where 
not only are you listening to them, but you're not interjecting your own story, which uh, is yeah. uh, very typical of moms. We all have, we all can compare, you know, compare notes. Yeah. But really, she just needs to have a, somebody who's listening, not judging, and is supporting and is interjecting anything into it. Yeah, the truth is, this is a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. It's a traumatic event on your physical well-being and traumatic event on your emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And moms need support to heal mm-hmm. from that trauma heal physically and heal emotionally. And it's easy to understand. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. When we need to heal physically, we need rest. Mm -hmm. We need nutritious food. We need hydration. All those things. Yes, we need those. But how often are we really focusing on those things for mom during those times? Because she needs it most then. Mm -hmm. And wow, do I love what you said about let's make sure she can just debrief her emotional, the story that she went through, just talking that out. Man, almost being like a pseudo counselor, just sitting and listening well, mom needs that badly. And that's going to help her heal too. Because we know yeah. that if, if, if she hasn't had a chance to heal physically, mm-hmm. she hasn't had a chance to heal emotionally, that's where some postpartum mm-hmm. issues could, could rise up. And we want to do our best to, to love her well mm-hmm. um, if those are happening or maybe even before they can happen, right? Right. Yeah. I think I don't, I don't remember the exact um, statistic anymore, but there is a higher chance of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety with women who don't have support systems and mm. don't have a postpartum doula. It does, doesn't have to be a doula. It could be a mom who lives close by who can come help. Mm. It could be friends. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be a doula, but that support is so crucial to that postpartum period. Yeah. So what I'm hearing uh, from you is, all right, if I'm if, if I know that, you know, my wife's about to have have a kid, uh, then, then I need to make sure that we're going to in that meal train thing that people set up. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's get some stews and soups and bone broth, mm-hmm. some warm food, something. Okay, I'm going to make sure that there's a water bottle or a cup at the couch, at the recliner, on the bed or, yep. or wherever is possible so that it's just easy, accessible. We're going to build in some really great rest time. But also just I'm going to be prepared to just ask questions and listen mm-hmm. and, and ask more questions and listen some more and ask more and just continue listening and listening about the story. Uh, and I think that will help a lot with mm-hmm. healing. Now, as amazing as step one is the, the, the second reality that, that we have where we're absolutely going to need support is with the other relationships, whether that's other kids, whether that's the other spouse or whether that's somebody else who's close to the family. They need support mm-hmm. and, and they need love as well. And one of the best ways to spell love is T-I-M-E, time. Mm. And those children that were born before this new baby, they're, they're going to need some of that time. They're going to need some of that love. And, and same thing with the other spouse, right? They're going to need some, some time and some of that love. What are things that, that you do or what are some things that we can do to best support people to give love and time to the other parts of the family? Yeah, um, I love this because often the moms who are contacting me about postpartum services are second-time moms. Mm. They thought the first time around, they're like, you know, I got this. We're good. It's one baby. How hard can it be? (laughs) And it's the second-time moms. They're like, oh, no, I have a toddler, and now I'm going to have another baby, and that was really hard on its own. How am I going to do this? Um, So, I mean, just this week I was serving a mom, and she I, I came over, and I'd been over multiple times already. And she was dressed up. And I was like, oh, okay, what's the plan today? She says, I just want to have a date with my son, my older son. Mm. He's two, almost two. Um, and she's like, I'm just going to take him out to coffee and we're going to go visit dad at work. I'm like, great. I've got the baby. You go. Um, so showing up and just being like, hey, 
let me either take the older siblings, let me take them to a park. Let me let me wear them out. Yeah. I, I did that too the same day or this last week with the same toddler. I was like, I'm going to take him to a park. He hasn't, she feels bad about screen time, but we all know when you have a toddler and a brand new baby, the kids get more screen time. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. realistic. So but she was feeling bad about it. So I was like, I'm going to take him to the park. It's right here in your neighborhood. I'll take him to the park. Well, then the next time she's like, let me take him out. You take mm-hmm. the baby. So giving her that chance. And even... Um, I'm I'm there for it. If she wants to leave both kids with me and say, I just want to go have coffee with my friend. Yeah. Absolutely. You go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so stepping into that role and just giving her space to, if she wants to go to the craft store or Target and wander with a coffee, mm-hmm. let her do it. If she wants to meet up with her husband for lunch, step into that space and give her time to do that with zero guilt. Yeah. And, and it's also uh, something to think about is, all right, baby's coming. What can I do? I can start ahead of time potentially talking to some folks that have kids like, hey, would you mind? Can we like schedule a play date for the future? Or can I have you on call for a play date for, you know, little Johnny or whoever that's going to be that toddler who's going to need that time? Or even, like I said, hiring somebody like Eugenie who's like, man, I know I'm going to need a date with my spouse Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to need that time with each other. And hiring a professional who knows what they're doing uh, to handle the children in that way so that that time can be had would be huge because we can't neglect those other relationships. And sometimes, like as you mentioned, like we start feeling this guilt, Mm -hmm. whether that's guilt of like giving extra screen time or guilt for the, the time we're not spending with them and we know that we should. Oh, man, that that can hurt your mental well-being, too. We don't want to mess with that. Yeah, I remember, I think for the first year of Olive's life, we didn't let any of my, like, teenage nieces babysit. Because <laughs> you don't you don't want to leave a newborn with a, a 14-year-old kid, even if it's a very capable right. 14-year-old kid. Especially if it's multiple of your children and a newborn, having someone who's... Who, who's very experienced and, and professional is awesome. Well, and there's a little bit of a weight off your shoulders if you don't, you know, I've hired her to do this. Mm-hmm. So if I'm stepping in, I think there's a lot less guilt because she's not having to ask me. I'm, I'm there to say, hey, what do you need today? Yeah. Um, and she can easily say, this is what I need. So, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes with families, there's like a dynamic of there like is. new mom wants to prove herself as capable. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to ask for help. I know that's a thing people think about. Yep. And and so asking your family could be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. There could be baggage. Yeah, that's another just great way to support uh, mom during this time is providing time for her to have with the other kids or even being that person that spends time with the other kids or the spouse or friends or whatever that is. Time's important. And we can provide support uh, to our friends and to people who are going through this by, by giving them time. Yeah, and if you are a mom – and you feel like your your daughter or daughter-in-law isn't asking for help, maybe you should let her know that you know she's capable and she doesn't need to prove herself. And just be honest about that and say, please go have a date mm-hmm. with your yeah. husband. Yes. I'll be here and I, I know you're capable, but I also want to help. Yeah, I'm going to kind of like just put you on the spot, Gene. That was something you always did really great here at Stewardship is you would see like a need and instead of waiting for somebody to ask you to do the thing, you would come to me and be like, hey, I just did that because I saw it, so I'm going to do it. Uh, or you would just say, hey, I, I'm thinking I need to do that. Just wanted to hear from you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, right? Um, people need to be able to act in confidence with that initiative when they see that, specifically after parents just had a child, right? Yeah. Don't be yeah. scared to step in and, and, and act on that. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. I, if, and, and, you know, for the moms, they need to be willing to help, accept the help. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I had a mom just today tell me, I'm not good at accepting help, but uh, people are willing to bring me food right now. This is the mom that just had twins. She's like, yeah, I'm going to take any meal they want to bring me. Yeah, yeah. So just be, you know, it's hard for some women and men but to accept that help. But man, being willing to let that, you let your community serve you. Yes. It's huge. And, and that speaks to our third uh, step here that where people need support. The reason why somebody might not have uh, the willingness to accept help is they have a little bit of pride. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of been this uh, culture or, or word that you said mm-hmm. uh, before we started recording the podcast that is just permeating new moms and you don't like it. And that, that, that phrase, these words are bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about, about that bouncing back. Why is this a, a bad thing or why is this a problem? I saw something I'm sure on Instagram recently where it's like women aren't supposed to bounce back. They are not basketballs. <laughs> right? Like that that's not what this is for. They women need time. They need time to Yeah. I mean, get used to their whole new reality. Yeah. They're not sleeping. They're waking up at least every 3 hours, but most moms are more concerned and are like every few minutes checking, every hour mm-hmm. checking to see if that baby's breathing, you know, overthinking things. Um, so the idea of bouncing back is just it's hurting. It's hurting our community. It's hurting mm-hmm. our women um who are delivering these babies because it's an unrealistic expectation. Um the postpartum period actually can last for the first six years after the baby's wow. born. So, I mean, in three months, yeah, maternity leave might be done. She's not bounced back. She's not herself again. Her body is still healing for way longer than that. And you're still adjusting because as your baby grows, you're adjusting with every new stage. Mm, yeah. um, and so I just – it's just unrealistic and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really good conversation or, or thing to hear from you specifically as, as someone who steps in here and helps a lot of people out as a profession because um, one way that we can give support to folks who just had a child is to not rem- to, to not push that expectation on them to mm-hmm. bounce back but mm-hmm. to also live in the reality with them that there is no bouncing back. This is a new l- life. There's a new adjustment here. So it's not a bouncing back period. It's just an adjustment period. And having grace for folks is a great way to give them support um, because there's a lot of adjusting to, to be had. There's a lot of adjusting. Yeah. yeah. There's more than anybody can really understand until you've been through it. Mm. Yeah. I think these three steps are, are awesome. Um Mom needs support to heal. We've got to give people support so that mom can heal. We can do that through through food and through nutrition and, and, and water and rest. Um, but then also mom needs time, right? And mm-hmm. we can help and, and give time to the other children to give time to her so she can spend time with them or help create time for her so she can spend time with, with her spouse. But then also mom needs support in adjusting, mm-hmm. not being forced to feel like they need to bounce back, uh, but yeah. we, they can be given support through a lot of grace. And I, and I think those three things are awesome. Um, so one of the things that I think uh, we all can do, I- if you're a believer, is we can also pray for support. Uh, yeah. Jesus did not leave us alone, but he left us with the Holy Spirit who is here to support us. And um, if you know somebody who is uh, a brand new mom. At the very least, let's start praying for them and ask the Holy Spirit to intervene to be that support for them because we know it's tough to do on our own. Um, but also, uh, step in. Step in and support them in, in one of these three ways. Be like Jeannie and just go ahead and do it. And, and don't be scared to reach out to Jeannie. Uh, we are going to leave her uh, website in the show notes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that people can check out uh, your services and kind of what you do and what you provide. But if you want to be a good steward, 
of being a new parent to a new baby, you're going to need support. And you're going to need support in these three ways. And I'm grateful, Jeannie, that uh, you came on to the episode today with us to share some of your expertise of how you support moms. You mother the mothers. And I think it's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. Jeannie, do you have parting words or a last thing people need to do? <laughs> um, I, I love what Grant just said. Giving grace. Giving space and time for the mom is so important. So just take the initiative. Most moms aren't going to reach out to you and ask for help. So if you just step in and say, I'm coming over today. I'm bringing lunch. You're going to take a nap while I fold your laundry. Hmm. Taking that initiative and just being willing to do it. And if you are the mom and still pregnant, I do have postpartum plans. I can happily email you. If you go on my website, I can email you a free thing just to work through with your partner or your spouse. That'd be great. Giving them a game plan to work through. It gives you thinking things, thinking points that you you aren't going to think of on your own right now, especially with pregnancy brain and everything else that's going on in your body right now, but it just gives you things and you may not need to answer every question, but who's taking the kids to school? Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about who can step in and pl- schedule a play date with my kids a couple weeks after the baby's home. Well, yeah. those kinds of things. It's just a blast to listen to you talk about all these things and uh, to hear your heart and how you're serving and how you're mothering the mothers. And just again, grateful that you came on to this conversation. Guys, share this episode. You know somebody who is about to be a mom or just became a mom, share this episode with them and you can help them become a better steward of being a new parent.